Welcome to the WAVE podcast. WAVE stands for Women Living with HIV, Advocates, Voices, Empowered. The WAVE is a series of podcasts by and for women living with HIV around the world, talking about our sexual and reproductive health and rights. I'm Bikita Kasada. I'm 29. I'm based in the UK and I'm the chair of the Global Network of Young People Living with HIV. I'm also doing some bits in London as well. In the UK at the moment, there is a real disparity in clinicians choosing to share certain messages. I saw the evidence for it yesterday at the pre-conference at Beaver and, it, and it's, it's not acceptable at all. In London, there is a lot of adverts now about undetectable means untransmissible but then I still meet women living with HIV referencing back that advocacy workshop that I ran earlier on this year where a significant number of the women in that room did not know that and they've been living with HIV for a long time but their doctors have not shared that information and it's one thing for the U equals U message to be made available to general member of public who knows nothing about HIV. That's very cool. I advocate for that. Definitely. There needs to be more national campaigns, but where there could be even the possibility that an HIV positive person, that that's the first time that they find out about it on an advert on a bus or at a bus stop. For me, that's not acceptable. And that they're finding out about that because their doctor hasn't trusted them with that information. That's not acceptable. I think it feeds into, well, are you now just going to have loads of condomless sex and then increase, I don't know, like STI transmission rates? I don't know. But I think for me, it ultimately comes down to who is considered trustworthy, like who can be trusted with information. And it really frustrates me. It also includes like the whole t- uh, taboos and morality around sex. And maybe maybe the um, assumption that some people aren't interested in sex. I don't know. I was so proud and like happy that we were able to facilitate a space for that learning. But then after the really reflecting on the fact that they didn't know. And it was just like, no, that's not OK. Like, it's actually not OK. And and I think to myself that actually most of the people that I know who are really clued up, who are living with HIV, women living with HIV who are really clued up, most of us have found out information through ourselves, like through other community organising groups. So where you don't have those links with your peers, I really saw firsthand, and I, I, of course I always knew, but I really saw firsthand what happens when not having links with your peers means that you're missing out on key information that could totally change how you perceive yourself and how you maybe think about entering a new relationship as well. So we need to get the information out there and and clinicians need to be held to account as well. Once the message is out there, people grab onto it. It's just getting the message out there. It's just like trying to swerve past the gatekeepers or hold the gatekeepers to account who don't feel that people can be trusted with it. Terminology and language needs to be respectful, but it also, I feel, goes beyond that in terms of just like general communication and how much healthcare professionals are willing to share in terms of developments and new information, especially for 
young people living with HIV and women living with HIV, I would say that there is a massive difference in knowledge of those two groups around, say, like the U equals U message and other key populations. And I think that it's not just about using stigmatising language, but actually what healthcare professionals are sometimes willing to say or not willing to say because they've made a judgment call about whether or not they feel we can handle information. And that's not for them to make because it's our lives and we need to make informed choices about things that affect us. I think that the U equals U messaging and campaigning also needs to like really think about including a broader range of people. I feel like it's very MSM driven. I also feel like often, not the specific campaign itself, I have to say, but how we talk about it is that once somebody is undetectable, it means that it basically by default means that they're more worthy of love because they are uninfectious and that there needs to be a real considered thought of how we frame this message because it is very important like I say it can change self-stigma it can make anyone women living with HIV included feel like yeah we can go out and date again but I just wouldn't want anybody who is still detectable to feel like they cannot also go out and date especially as the people who are more likely to be detectable are women living with HIV, especially black and brown women living in the global south, actually particularly trans women rather than cis women. So the framing of this new, well, it's not new, is it? It's just that people have decided that they're going to acknowledge it recently. But the framing of this message just needs to be really considered to make sure that we don't marginalise women, especially who are already marginalised enough as it is. This podcast is produced by the Salamander Trust with support from UNAIDS. If you'd like to know more about the issues, please go to the Salamander Trust website, www.salamandertrust.net. Thank you for listening.